Welcome everyone to an episode of Out of Character. This is Jupiter Sanders with Cotton, who has resolved his tech issues, correct? Indeed, indeed. Gear yeah. is the way. I have a low battery, but I also have a battery backup. So you get to okay. have a backup for the backup, so we're good. And you have a backup for the backup. That's right. <laughs> as long as you can make it through this, we're okay. Yeah, like Juvenile from the 90s, I can back that thing up. Wow. That's a, that's a reference, by the way. Is it? He was a rapper, and he was relevant for 15. The point is, music. How's it going there, Jupe? How's your, how you been? I've been. I'm here. Okay, though. Okay. Uh, I got stuff happening, but we won't get into it yet. Not right now. Fair enough. That's that's what I, that's what I tell my boss, who I don't like. Is like, <laughs> hey, how's it going? I'm like, well, I'm here. You know, it's better than like, you know. <laughs> I dislike a considerable number of the atoms that make. You know what? We're just gonna pair. We're both. We're both fucking great. How about that podcast audience? Life is beautiful We're and great. Life yeah. is beautiful. I mean, really. I you know, all in all, I I I really shouldn't ever complain. I have a car. I have a roof over my head. I have a good job that has good benefits. I really shouldn't complain, right? No. Right. You have a badass lamp. I have a badass lamp. I got Dulu artwork. Every day, if you were to walk around, you would just spot new tentacles everywhere. I mean, I can't complain. And, the, and, and, and you know, last but not least, a great friend circle. They're all online. I don't ever get to see my friends. They're all online. But I am going to see some friends next uh, next month. I'm going to go on a long weekend, so that'll be fun. Cool. But that is not why we're here. We're here no, because here for you games. will have a game that you would like to review, and we have two more shows to talk about, correct? Yes. Indeed, we do. So, did you, were we starting with the game review? We can start there. Sure. We can what's reverse the game? it from last week. Uh, this is a Ooh. game of mine that I am surprised it's not bigger than it is. Uh, maybe it's just it's a little older. It's Small World. I love this game. I love this game for a couple of reasons. One, it is a great first good board game. Okay? You're going to introduce somebody to board games. What does everybody introduce people to or with? They, they do. Shoots and Ladders, which is not a game. It's a piece of garbage, and it's, it's not a game. It's for children to learn board games, it's my the, God. No, it's, it's not, not even a game. A game, you must be able to make decisions. It's and then a shoots child's and ladders. game! There's no, it's a child's object. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it has about as much gamesmanship as, like, a doll. And that's fine if you like dolls. All right, but you're missing the point of Shoots and Ladders. Back to your Small, small or Monopoly. World. Monopoly, and they're bad. So Small World is a good game. And it's not complicated. It doesn't have a whole lot of like plus one this and minus two this and if then this and do you want to trade coal for wheat? It's very simple. You Why pick. Does it sound like Catan. No, you don't. You don't do those things. Okay. All right. Which All is right. which is somewhat complicated or like social invite right. like that's difficult. All right. Well, so what's so, the object of the game? Walk me through the game. What so the object of the game is you have victory points, now that, and that's a very common refrain in many games now you know especially euro games but you know europeans they love them some victory points but it's becoming it's across the oceans so small world you get these little coins so how do you get coins i'm glad you asked jupiter uh you have a map very risk-like and the way the game starts is you choose a race and class sort of combo this should be familiar to many of our listeners however it's semi-randomized there is a collection of races humans dwarves Elves, gnomes, you know, the 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 you know orcs, the 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 toppies, you know yeah, the big ones, the, the the normal ones, yeah. And then there is this a a equally large collection 
of classes like alchemist, diplomat, flying, pillaging. These are adjectives. And so the cards that these are printed on, like the nice little thick card stock, you stack them up, put them by each other, and you make a combination. You might have the flying humans. You might have the pillaging elves, the uh, underworld uh, sea creatures, or whatever the hell they are, uh, the the merchant dwarves or something. And it's the, the, they're each a set of cards, and so they're dealt out and shuffled, and then you lay out, uh, I believe, like five of them in a uh, in a vertical line. So you're like, okay, do I want the pillaging humans? Do I want the, let's see, commando uh, elves? Do I want the alchemist halflings? And each one has its little power. Like each one has a little deal. So if you are the, if you're the like the the flying, or the uh, if you're like the commando something, you are you, you need one less to attack. Cool. And we'll get in that in a second. Yeah. Let's see. If you are the humans and you have a wheat square, you get like an extra victory point at the end of every turn. And there's little there's cool little combos that you can build. You pick one. Cool. But if you skip over one, you have to give up one of your starting little victory points. You get like five. So what that does is, let's say there's kind of a shitty one, and everyone keeps picking over it, well then it gets stacked with victory points, so you get kind of like a handicap. So if you pick one that's kind of garbage, that everyone skipped over, because that's kind of what was left, then, hey, you get an extra five points, or five or six, however many people playing the game who skipped it, you get those added to you, and they've lost them. So you get to start at a little bit of a buffer. Every time someone selects one, a new combo gets dealt out, so there's always five to choose from from everybody. So you don't have to be shunted into the, the shitty one, but it's an option. Each little thing has a, each little card, the left and the right, the class and the race, has a number for how many little tokens you get. And there's like tokens for humans and elves and dwarves and halflings. And so the really powerful abilities may have a low number, like three. The really weaker ones might have a high number, like six. And that goes for both race and class. So if you have something that's kind of weak, like uh, the Underworld, which is like minus one to conquer Underworld, that's kind of shitty. And the Elves, they're kind of shitty. <laughs> you get like 11 of them. You get a ton of these little guys. And the way it works is you get your little tokens, and you invade the map from the seas. And all you need to take over a spot is one more little stack of a cardboard token than is currently there. That's it. And that's that's a big part of the game. So you may not know however many of this you need versus that. All you have to do is stack up tokens. Like if you're in the mountains and you have plus one defense, well, mountains are a token. So you are physically standing taller than your opponent. And you can literally just like stack the tokens up side by side and go, he has more token, he win fight. When you lose the fight, you get all your little tokens back except one who dies. You take over the map. You're, you go in turns, you're conquering space, you get victory points for, for holding on to lands. You may get bonuses for certain parts, so different people have different reasons to go after different areas of the map. And then there is the other big part of the game, the end decline. At some point, you're going to run out of gas. You're going to overextend. Your, your, your empire will become flabby and soggy, and it's time to pump some new blood into it. Well, you, flip, you, you go into decline, you flip over all the little tokens you have left, those guys can play defense, but they can no longer be offensive. And you get points for them just being there, but you essentially lose your turn. However, the next turn, you pick a new race class combo and invade again. And as long as your little guys are sitting there, they're still collecting points from that very first in the you know, the, your first little uh, empire or whatever. They're still there collecting points, so other players have to go waste their time mopping them up 
or just let you have free points while you're out with a new class combo tearing up. So it's a big decision on kind of like it's kind of like in Fast and Furious, like when you punch the nitro, you got you don't want to do it too early, you don't want to do it too late. You gotta you gotta do it at just the right time so you can hit that second wind, expand your empire as much as possible before the time ends. And there is a turn counter. Uh, the game comes with two maps, each was double sided. Uh, because I believe it's for a total of like two, three, four, and five players. So there's like a two-player, three-player, four, or five map. Uh, and each one has more sections, depending on how many people are playing. And they have a, uh, a shorter timer for less rounds with more people. So the games don't stretch on. So like the two-player map, I think, goes to, let me see, like, like ten turns. And then like the five-player map, let's see, it goes to... I could have researched this beforehand. Oh, like eight. <laughs> so it's like ten, nine, eight, seven. I think something like something like that. So that is the quick and the the dirty of it. I hope that made some sense. You know, you can't physically see it, but Google it and you'll know what I'm talking about. Look it up. Google I it, like it because it's the episode. So don't tell them to Google it. No, you, you can you, you can physically it. see the <laughs> thing. Uh, you know, I'm just pushing it, and so you try to get victory points, take over land, and. It's it's kind of in that same risk vibe of I want to eat land and more land good, but it's m- frankly more fun and more cheery than risk. And because uh-huh. of the the clan, like risk, there's no reason for you to be any, any different than anyone else. You like South America is worth X points for you as it is for them. And this maybe your side needs these wheat fields. Maybe you're the wizards and you need those little arcane crystals over in the corner. So you have different reasons to, to kind of to gravitate towards certain areas of the map without it being overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know. So, so it, there's, it's fun. There's a, it's a, it's because there's victory points. I, I, in my understanding, if a game has victory points, there's usually a terminus to the game. It can't go on and on and on. It, it's like no, you only have so many rounds, or this, I guess, is so many spaces, and then. Yeah, ends, I thought, and then you total victory points, right? Yes, at the end of the number of rounds, depending, and it's like a little turn counter thing on the side of the map. And once you're there, that's that's the end of the game, and you just total up all your victory points, however much land you held for however long you held it, you know. Okay. And what's the what's the, so you said two to five? What's the age on this one? Uh, let's see. Let's read the box. Ye old, and we'll just trust corporate America to get it right. Wow. Uh, da da. Da, 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 da. That's a big I'm going to say it's, it's uh, I just can't read shit. <laughs> you, you would ask a question that's like pretty there. Do I need there. to look it up? Okay. okay. Yeah, just Google it. I'm over here with the box. You want and... me to Google it? Okay. Wait, wait, but, wait. But I no one else old. do that because then you won't listen to us talk about the show. So it's like eight, like it's probably eight and up. I'm going to go eight and up. It's probably one of those. That seems to be like the next age or age range for games for kids. Cool. I can I can do it. This like says uh, manufacturer recommended age fourteen to ninety nine. Wow, fourteen. I would agree. It's. I would too. I would agree with fourteen as well because yeah. you compared this to shoots and ladders for kids, introducing them to board games. And Fine. A big difference since shoots and ladders is three and up. You expect a child of three, four, five, six, seven, eight to get the nuances of this game? You see why I'm not a parent. I don't know about exactly. I, don't, I, don't know. I do. I, don't know. I do see why like, you're not a parent. I was playing Magic with my friend, and he mentioned how he had to go deal with this kid. I'm like, I should check on my Roomba. <laughs> so, like, so when you say introduce somebody to a board game, you're saying introduce somebody to a board game that maybe has never played board games before. 
four. I shouldn't have mentioned shoots and landers. I would say you most shouldn't of have. The, I, I shouldn't have. You I shouldn't just, have. How dare you shit on it shoots was a, and landers? No, it is bad, but I shouldn't have brought it up because As apparently it's a, it's a trigger point. I just don't think people are like people until they're like 14, apparently. Like, that's what I think wow. they're like worth <laughs> talking to. And when they're 13, they're like, everything they say just sounds like the teacher from Charlie Brown. <laughs> and I assume that that works the same way in reverse. That we just okay. not even in the same world. Anyway, so so what's the what's the cost on this game? Because I know my game was kind of high, but I bought it at a game store. Where'd you get yours, and what was the cost? Oh God, where did I get this thing? Oh my I God. I think I got it at a board game store mm-hmm. in like Jackson, Mississippi, like fifteen years ago. Ten years ago or anything like that. This this is a game you've had for a while. Oh, wait, wait. Ages 8 plus. Ha ha ha. Ah, and, ages uh, 8 plus. Okay. Yeah, there we go. And according to the Googles of the shoppings, you can get Small World for about 49.99. Yeah, 50 but I would say 50, 50 bucks. bucks. Yeah. That's what I paid for mine. Okay. And I don't think it's an absurd. Yeah, it is. So yeah, yeah, you need to have someone in their teens, but that's a good age to start being introduced, I think, into more complicated board games mm-hmm. than say Monopoly. Um, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, like life and they're, they're fine. They're okay. And yeah, younger people, but if you're looking for a game, like, Hey, you, you know, you, this is, uh, you get that nephew or niece and they're not really into the complicated board games, but you want to bring them there. I would do this, you know, you don't consider this to be a complicated board game for a new person. Yes, but I think it's on the cusp. I, th- I think there are far more complicated board games and I think that oh, the, the play is intuitive. More. Okay. And I think it's the good first hard board game. The first, okay. like, you have to, like, kind of have your shit together. And the strategy, because I've, I've played it a lot, it's not like, uh, I'm trying to, like, like, like deck building games where strategy is very deep and I've played some of these games and I've lost. I, I didn't even know what happened. Like, there, there are a lot of games out there where if you don't know how to play, mm-hmm. you won't even, it's, it's not that you won't win, it's that you'll get obliterated and you don't understand yeah. why. This game doesn't feel that way. That that's really what I would say that I, as a person who has played this and is attempting to review it, can can tell you that when you play it and if you halfway know mechanically what you're doing, you're not gonna get blown off the board because someone is tactically or strategically ridiculous. It's it 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 just doesn't work out that way. It's it, it not that complicated. Like a, it does sound like a strategy game though, because Risk. I remember Risk being very. You, you, it was it. It was strategy. Yes, and I I, I hate risk. Strategic. But it is. Risk was strategic. It is, it is strategic. And, and, and yeah. saying, this is basically high fantasy risk. It's high fantasy risk, but because of the, the, uh, the decline aspect mm-hmm. of things and the not... See, risk, I think, the, and I could be wrong again because I, I hate risk, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is when you own an entire continent, you get a fairly absurd bonus. And this doesn't have that. You don't get like an army bonus to where you snowball out of control. Mm-hmm. There are no army bonuses. You do not get any more. The only way to get more people is to put your empire in decline, lose your turn, and come back again. So you can't like build up the death ball type of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also don't roll dice to see if your army of 50,000 people uh, gets slaughtered by like four motherfuckers at the Panama Canal. Anyway, I hate risks for reasons that aren't related to that. Uh, so, you know, I've got eighty thousand people. How many dice do you roll? Three. Cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> I remember playing Risk uh, when I was younger. My 
older brother liked to play it because he could always win because I was horrible at it. I'm just, I, I don't have a strategic thinking mind. I have a very in the moment mind. I can't think like moves ahead. I'm terrible at chess. I'm terrible at risk. I'm terrible at strategy games. And, and resource management games are also very difficult uh, for me. I'll play them, but I, I, I just know I, I go in sitting down at the table going, I know I'm going to lose. And that that's it. So risk has never been like one of my favorites. So this one also sounds like it probably wouldn't be something I'd enjoy. I would pro if I had a group of friends that wanted to play, I would I would sit down and play. But I would just be going through the motions going, I'm not going to win. I don't get it. <laughs> I've definitely lost many a game because in in that vein, I'm trying to be better about it. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I will say this. When you stack up your little tokens, and if mm -hmm. you have more tokens, you win. There is a mechanic in the game where once per round, you can like roll a dice, and it's got like a one or two, and that's it on it, and like a bunch of blanks. It's like one, one, two, two, blank, blank. And on one fight, you can roll that dice, and, and you can like add a ghost number of attackers to see if you're like luck of the draw. But the reason I liked it more than Risk is there's very little of that. It's not like the dice tell the story. The dice can occasionally push an edge battle your way one time around, as opposed to being like a big deal. So I would say okay. it's an easier game. If you if you pull out like Axis and Allies, that is not a game that a first-time player should play. A person who knows how to play Axis and Allies will beat the ever-loving snot out of somebody who does not know how to play Axis and Allies, mm -hmm. and they won't even know why they lost. Uh, because it happened to me. I still can't I still can't beat my friend, who's, like, absurdly good. And, like, like, like his first five moves are, like, a chess master. Like, mm -hmm. if he's Axis or Allies, he knows exactly the first five things he's going to do. And then from there, I just lose. I don't have a problem losing a game. I'm okay if I lose a game. As long as I'm having fun, I don't, I don't care if I, I... I don't I don't stew over it. I don't think about it. I'm like, eh, I lost. Eh, I don't care. Not a big deal. You, you I feel, get upset if you Oh, lose. I do. I I, uh, I think... I, I was playing uh, fucking Dune, and I know Oz can tell, but it had, like... I was mildly shitty while I was losing, <laughs> but inside, I felt far worse, which makes me feel better, because I contained most of that. <laughs> I had most of it, like, I was just, instead of being like, fuck everything, it was more like, boy, isn't it weird how fast I'm losing? Isn't it just remarkable how terrible I am at this game? <laughs> wow. I guess we'll have to do a uh, uh, cotton learn sportsmanship. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long journey for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to, uh, back, back in the day when I played, uh, was it Goldeneye? On on the Nintendo on the only Nintendo sixty four in the year of our Lord two thousand, uh, I would like actually cry if I lost. So I just got mm -hmm. really good, <laughs> fucking golden eye, <laughs> and that's how bad. Like that's that's not a fun thing to say. But I was fucking fourteen, yeah. and I was yeah. There you go. So I'm better. I mean, I, I I begrudge no teenager for being upset if they lose. I get that. But an adult, I would be like, all right. Yeah, you're an adult. Grow up. It's okay if you lose. It's not, you know, a condemnation of your ability. I was, I was happy how much fun I had, how, how much fun I had losing at uh, Red Dragon Inn, because yeah. I knew I was going to lose, and I was like, I'm still having like a ridiculously fun time. Yeah, I'm talking like the best part of being in the game is you're still allowed to talk because it's strategic. If you're not, if you're kind of out, you're not supposed mm -hmm. to talk. And I got <laughs> to talk shit at people. That was super fun. It's even more fun when you actually take real drinks. 
Oh, well, okay. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I mean, you said in the corner and say shit. Like, at some I said, point. of course, I ain't playing with this group. Nope. I'll sit and watch this group, but I ain't playing this game with this group. I will be out first. Like, I'll be done. Like, nah. I thought you didn't mind losing, though. I don't. I don't mind losing. It's actually Red Dragon Inn. I'll, I'll be honest. I know a lot of people love that game. I don't care for it. Don't care I for don't it. Find, I don't care for it. It's not, it's not my cup of tea. Fair enough. I don't care for it. I love party games. Don't get me wrong. I do. I love party games. But that game, I just don't. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. I think it drags on too long. Well, they people, it really I, did. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy. I just, I just feel it takes too long to do. And it, it gets old quick to me. It's just like, oh, my God, we've been doing this for two hours now. Can we just stop? Okay, fair enough. I like I like we got a little side game yeah. of you in there. Uh, yeah, what do you feel about side game? Yeah, yeah. What do you feel Which, about social sure games? Sacred like Hitler. I'm not good. Like like I played my first uh, social game, social deception game, Quest at Gen Con, and we talked about this in the Gen Con uh, wrap up. It was the That's first time right. I played it, a social deception game, and I played it with Bamps, and I did. I, I mean, if if it comes to lying, I can lie. That's that's easy enough. I've worked in management and retail. I can lie <laughs> to your face. <laughs> Plus, you worked in fraud detection, so you're probably good at sticking out motherfuckers who lie. I am terrible at those games because yeah. I can't shut the fuck up, and so mm -hmm. everyone thinks I'm guilty. And I also have bad instincts, so that mm -hmm. also is not great. So uh, my plan uh, the next time we play Werewolf is yeah. to think really hard about who I think is guilty, and then and then like come up with a list, and then do a George Costanza and just flip it. I think it's her because <laughs> because I don't think it's her and my instincts are bad. So they naturally lead me to incorrect conclusions. Yeah. And if that yeah. works, I'm 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 like a reverse genius. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe reverse genius means dumb. I don't know what the fuck that means. But <laughs> I like the reverse anti genius, genius would say. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I consider myself the like the auto, the auto anti-didact or some shit. <laughs> God. Uh, social deception games are a game that, uh, so like I, I mainly play with my older brother and my younger sisters right now. When we get together, we'll, we'll play a game most of the time. They, my older brother does not like social deception games. He thinks they're stupid. So I don't really get a chance to play them. So at Gen Con, that might be another goal. I, I always set like a goal for Gen Con. Uh, uh, something to do, something to buy, and, and and try to do those things. Something different, you know. So that might be try to try to demo more social deception games and see how I do. So, uh, but yeah, that that was the game review in um, and then then we had two shows to also review. I believe so. And I'll be honest, the one I binged today, I totally forgot to do it. I forgot to do my homework. I got up this morning and went, oh shit, I got a binge book of boba <laughs> i gotta binge the whole thing in one day i did it i did it it took all day but i got it done oh that was and, your homework i got you you're like, you're like yeah. i watched it and i was like but i didn't do my homework i'm like i just fucking watched it i watched it today but like i i if i'm one when i when i get a homework assignment i do it immediately i forgot about it and then i re remembered today oh we're recording tonight oh shit i didn't watch the thing that's good. It means it's super fresh in your head. I'm I'm down. Let's, it's super know. fresh in my head, and I'll tell you right now. Here's my hot take. I didn't really care for most of it. Didn't like it. Guess which episodes I did like? Five, six, uh, and seven because Mandalorian was in it. 
Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Everything you know prior to that, I was like, ugh. I'm going to spin it. it. It makes it better at the end. Would you, okay, before we get into it, I just want to, okay. and I, I want to let you go. Uh, on the <laughs> last episode, you know, the big shootout, just as yeah. a, the whole episode wasn't the big, but mostly, mostly it the was episode was. The whole episode the, was the, the big, big shootout. The big yeah. Overall, how did you feel about how that episode went? It went, that episode, that shootout went a little long, and the whole time I'm going, got a fucking rancor why didn't you bring it and the person i was watching with said give it a minute and i'm like all right <laughs> oh my god you're the worst you're the f- <laughs> so um and i did i i, I love the uh, one of the modders with his stupid spin move to shoot which was <laughs> completely unnecessary he's like what whoever, whoever choreographed that they should be reprimanded for what they did because that yeah. was ridiculous. I saw um, that and I had yeah. to just stop. I just like left the room. My friend Daniel, he, he was just like, I knew it. I knew because he watched it before I watched it. He goes, I knew you would say something. I knew you would yeah. lose. I'm like, that's the yeah. dumbest goddamn no, thing I've ever seen. It was totally unnecessary. Everyone, please, if you if you haven't seen it yet, please j- just skip all of them and just go to that and just watch for the spinning the spinning shoot move. And you're gonna you'll go, know it when you see it. It's not it's not subtle. It's not like angry. Yeah, you don't have to slow it like, down. Yep. <laughs> You'll throw your hands up. You go. That's it. That's just, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, but uh, overall, so this was. Uh, I I only know Star Wars. The bulk of my Star Wars knowledge comes from just theatrical releases. That's it, right? And so my idea of Boba Fett is mainly just from the movies that I saw him in. And that's it. That's all I know about Boba Fett was that Boba Fett. He was the strong, silent type. He was intimidating. He was the bad guy. And he took no shit, right? And then I got this Boba Fett with no helmet and trying to be this nice guy. And I was kind of like, I hate this. Like, this, I hate this. Like, don't, you've been a bad guy your whole life. Why are you trying to be a good guy now? Just stop. Much like we had the discussion with the whole Peacemaker thing. You didn't regret killing everything and everyone, and now you get this whole, you know, sympathy, empathy thing, and it's like, stop it. But I didn't like, I don't like the actor that plays Boba Fett, and I know a lot of people like him. I don't like it. I did not like the Tuscans, that whole Tuscan thing, that, that flashback. I didn't like that whole thing. It was so dances with wolves, <laughs> it irritated me to no end. Let me help some of our younger viewers. It was very Last Samurai. It hey, very... the movies came out 40 years ago, right when Dances with Wolves came out. For, for, for our generation X. It was, it was that, it, I mean, I know The Mandalorian and I know Book of Boba relied on Boba Fett, uh, relied a lot upon Western tropes. I get it. I saw them all in The Mandalorian seasons. I'm seeing them here. But that trope, specifically, in this show, just irritated the hell out of me. That like, that trope was a bit long in the in the uh, dances yeah. with wolves. Yeah, too. like it's like you know, and I and I and uh, my my a friend pointed out Dune's the same trope. I'm like, there's some subtle variations between that Dune and and dances with. There's I I I see what you're saying. There are some subtle variations though. But let me just say this: maybe this was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I went, you know what? I'm done with this fucking trope. It's over. I'm canceling this trope. I didn't like. I uh, it just irritated me. Cancel no culture. 
I know, I know. That's I'll get I'll, 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 I'll. I yes, I, I appreciate everything that you Western. just said. Yeah. So did you agree? Did you watched it? Did you agree? Did you agree I agree with, with every syllable. Oh you my just god, spoke. we're simpatico on this. We're simpatico. Everything <gasps> and and I love westerns and their tropes. And so there were some things about this that I like I like assassin movies, so like mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction's a good movie, so I really like Pulp Fiction. Uh but I even like shitty assassin movies or like like some people with vampire movies, you know, like even the shitty ones, they just they just fucking like vampires. Mm-hmm. I like westerns. I think they're great. And when I see, like, I didn't know who the fuck, well, I don't, I don't want to spoil the show, but there's a character who apparently is a big deal in the non-theatrical release shit who shows up, and it's very westerny. Oh, and no, I no. thought it was badass. No, 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 wait, hold on. That okay. guy, the stranger coming out of the desert? Yeah. First words out of my mouth, so spaghetti western. Hell yes. So spaghetti western. Like it was just he 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 himself is spaghetti western. That whole scene is spaghetti western. I'm like ugh. Yeah. I was like I'm okay with him. I was like fine, but like I didn't get the impact of him because I don't know the lore. So I'm like all right. He rolled into town. I'm like all right. It's just a guy. Yeah. The person I, my, watching with me though it was like, no, you don't understand. He's a real badass. He starts saying all the stuff, and I'm like, it's always the same here. thing too. It's always the same story because I fucking don't <laughs> like Jedi, and it's always this guy's so badass. Really, how badass is he? He's killed a thousand. He's like like a lot yeah. of Jedi. Do you ever it's kill him like fun. on screen though, in like an actual fight, or was it just like this guy killed a bunch of Jedi? Bro? No, it's just that one. Like they they do it to every fucking bad guy. It's always like, be careful. Uh, insert Jedi name. Uh, this guy's a badass, and he's got, like, a fucking notch on his gun for each Jedi he's killed. And then, like, you never see him badass again. They hit the bag with rock and pack, and he gets eaten by a fucking, um, you know, the Rancor pit or some shit. Or the, uh, yeah. you know, whatever Boba Fett fell into. Sarlacc. So, the Sarlacc oh pit, yeah. God. They're always, always written to be badasses, and they never... Yeah. Fucking show this guy. Yeah. I, I like spaghetti westerns. Do you do you not like the spaghetti western vibe? There's only a few spaghetti westerns that I like. The majority I don't like, but there's a few that are fantastic and I love them. But fair, and I'm not begrudging enough. it. It was just like that was just so spaghetti western. Uh, and I liked the character. I mean, he was intimidating. He the, whoever did the voice was fantastic. Was really great. Ooh, um, yeah. It was just they kept panning down to his like feet, and I just kept like looking going. Who puts bullets around the tops of their boots? Like that's a that's... long way to reach down, but like you don't even use bullets. You got a laser, right? Like who puts bullets around the tops of their boots? Yeah, it just that's... was weird. There, there was some things like that you can pick out. Yeah, yeah I thought the, not, mod, I guess, the whole I'm not like nitpicking. I was just like that seems weird, but I was okay with it. I was okay with it. It just seems a little weird. nitpicky, but I get nitpicky. it. Yeah, it's kind of like was the just mods. I noted. That's their whole idea. their whole get up was dumb and they oh, rode no. these stupid fucking Vespas. Oh, that female va- that female mod. Oh, I could have done without that actress, that character, all of it. She uh, ah. she brought nothing to the table for me. <laughs> you know, as far as the Dune, I want, I want to go back to Dune real quick. You, you, oh, you knocked on Dune as for or maybe you engaged in that trope Dune. or some people. My did, friend said. said Dune is the same trope of that whole outsider comes to indigenous people, learns their ways tries to help them, and ends up getting them slaughtered. Yeah, Dune was written back in 1965. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's before the trope was a trope. <laughs> so it's fine. I'd like, sure, you could say it's bad, and that we should we should be aware of it, culturally, or whatever your mm-hmm. argument is. But Dune was written in the like, you Like, that's back before, like, that was 1965. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
that's President Johnson. Like it's fine. Like <laughs> they, like oh this this book was not is is like if you're if you can yeah. say that the book of Boba Fett written in like 2018 or 2019 or whenever the actual thing was written, mm-hmm. well that's that's just like this thing written 60 years ago. That's not a high yeah. bar that you've cleared. <laughs> like you're not doing great. You know <laughs> like. If I disliked the trope here, why did I? Why was I okay with it in Dune, the new movie Dune? Why was I okay with that? Like, right, so I, shittily. I get your point, but I did also learn, and I, I didn't uh, in Book of Boba Fett. There's reference to spice, the spice trade, and apparently Lucas was a fan of Herbert's and and Dune, and that's why he put that in. There's a there's a reference to it in the original three movies that were released uh, where it talks about the, the Kessel run and the spice, the Kessel, all that. And that was just a nod to, to Dune and spice there. And I was like, Oh, that's, I didn't realize that that was that time. I didn't know that it was kind of supposed to be, it's kind of supposed to be the same thing. I was like, all right, that that's a neat little nod to, to Dune. I like that. Cool. I'm, okay. I'm a big fan of Dune. The other thing in A Book of Boba Fett that I just was like, it, like it didn't turn me off. It was just a thing. It was the peyote lizard. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, I was like, uh, if anything like, like I tell my friend Dale, if, 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 if anything like that happens again, you have to give me like a heads up. Yeah. Because no that worries. just happens. It just happens. And you're like, that okay. <laughs> yeah. You think if they weren't a bunch of assholes, they'd tell you, now look, like, this is going to happen, but I want you to be prepared mentally for what's about to happen. It's at the end, it's gonna... it's after it happens, they go, by the way. And, like, that's a, that's a before it happens, you tell me, hey, this is what's going to Not a, oh, it happens. And then you go, by the way, no, that's not. He'll guide you from inside your head. What? Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the best. prior, not after it happens. The, be- the best way to learn about LSD is before you take yeah. it. Generally, all right. I mean, I've, ne- I've never used LSD, but from the people who have, that seems to be a common thread. Uh, so, so, yeah, not, again, not bad. Not shitting on it. Just in, in fact, maybe it was good, but it definitely was a woohoo. And the tropes yeah, you're talking yeah. about are there. The mod people yeah. are dumb, and yeah. Boba Fett's a character. I, I, I want to. Kind of echo what you're saying here. Yeah, yeah. Boba Fett is calm, is calm, cool, collected, badass. When they introduced him in the Mandalorian, there was an interview with some of the writers, and they said they wanted they wanted the Mandalorian to be like the 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 stiff, moving, badass, handles business kind of guy. And we get mm-hmm. that from from uh, from Pascal's uh, acting. And, mm-hmm. But and they wanted Boba to therefore be more rage, more barbarian feel. I think like, like he's brutal. It's just pow, pow, hit, go, and that. That's the character that they've built, and maybe this story would be great, but they took Boba Fett, and you never like, – Boba Fett in the movies, the little we see him, he is stiff back, moves slow, doesn't talk much, handles business, mm-hmm. and he's he seems at least the, the vibe they build up, he's smart. He's got this wily, yeah. uh, lone man vibe, so he's got to have his wits about him, and Boba Fett in this thing looks fucking dumb. Like he just is it it's like if I'm wrong, let me know. But it felt like a lot of the plot was he shows up and he's in a position of like not real power, but maybe name only. Like he takes a position, mm-hmm. but he has an army of like four people, and he's like, now everyone will pay me fealty. Yeah, dude, you got like four fucking people. You're gonna have like a city and like four crime guilds are gonna pay you money, and you seem surprised when they offer pushback to you. 
Like that yeah. seemed weird. And then he would go around. He'd be like, "Where is the mayor? I want to know where my money is." And they're like, "He's not fucking here." Well, I'm just gonna barge in there, and there's like 18 people with rifles, and you're wondering, or if there could be, and you're wondering why they don't light this fucker up, and that's just yeah. because it would kill the show. And he's like, "Hey, where's uh, where's my money?" And they're like, uh, "It wasn't me who fucked you. It was this motherfucker who I just happened to hate." I'm not totally pointing you there like a human cruise missile and also saving my own ass with a lie. Okay, I'm go I'm going to go over there. Hey, where's my money? He actually <laughs> lied to you. It was him the whole time. Motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just no. stomps forward with no like with like one person is back up through the mean streets of of uh of whatever Most town they're in. Of yeah. Mosespa. And they just, it's just, he just seems really dumb. And and like every time he gets betrayed, fucked over, or played, it's the most obvious thing in the, on the, on the earth. And it, it just feels like he's kind of dumb. So there was one line and it sticks out because I remember going, well, no shit. He, he says, I'm more intimidating with my armor because he didn't have his armor. I'm more intimidating with my armor. I'm like, well, no shit. That's what makes you Boba Fett. I mean, right now you're just a guy. You're just like, a asshole <laughs> with this quasi spiritual like and all my native it's very native it's very dances with wolves. It's very it's super dances, with wolves. dances with wolves. It's and it super. goes on way too long and it yes. doesn't make any sense why he would give a fuck about these people. Like like he seems to give a fuck about them and it doesn't make a lick of sense. Like I don't buy mm -hmm. it, I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. I can the HBO show with Peacemaker, I believe the emotional or the okay. the inner conflicts that are there. There's reasons mm -hmm. for them, and here there's just not. Like he goes from being the kind of guy you would hire to like you know, like we gotta go kill, kill some children or you know women and children, whatever. Like he's a hitman. He's a fucking yeah. pipe fitter. And hitter. now yeah. and like he never leaves that behind. It doesn't feel like the same character. It feels like a totally different story set in a Star Wars. And they just tacked on the name. Like, you could make the show a lot better, and, and I'd be less irritated if they just didn't make it Boba Fett. <laughs> exactly. That's what I said. Like, they're, they're taking the Boba Fett I knew from then, and that's when my, my friend said that was 50 years ago. And I was like, no, it wasn't. It was only 40. It's 40 years ago. <laughs> and yeah. I, they, they kind of just distilled him down into something that just wasn't as cool as the original Boba Fett. Like, when he was on the screen, you knew, ooh, he's a badass. You know, he don't mess with him. You you just knew it. He was menacing. He was intimidating. And he was wily. And he was smart. Because he was able to survive all of this with all these big players without ever getting killed. And he was on his own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what made him the badass. And now it's, oh, I need help. Really? I, I, just, didn't, <laughs> I just didn't buy the... Yeah, I just I just didn't buy it. And, uh, and while we're shitting on it, yeah, and it's not it's not a terrible show, but it's the kind of show that you binge watch if you have like nothing else, like all you know, I or you want to be up on your Star Wars stuff. It, it was mediocre. It's okay, and and yeah. and for the production values, it should have been better than okay. Mm -hmm. The Mandalorian is a far superior show. Far better, which far. is weird because it's the same. Like it's 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 John Favreau doing both, but this one just seemed to be a little phoned in. And it was like really just like I guess filler or something, and set up for the next season of Mandalorian. May maybe. Uh, here's a trope I hate: blue blue alien force fields. 
I hate them. Oh, it's the same right. goddamn thing. It was an Independence Day. It's always, oh my, oh, oh, oh shit, they got a force field and it's blue and it stops everything. I want to know how that works with like air and like bricks. Or just, just everything, like everything, it just stops every. Is it Dune? I didn't like it in fucking Dune. At least there was a, the occasional weird ass way around it. But I just don't like bulletproof force fields. And this thing in the big shootout, they have the bulletproof force field because of course they do. And they keep shooting at it for like half an hour of showtime. Not real time. In real time, it's probably longer. But they just keep shooting at these damn things. And it doesn't seem to do anything. And so Mm -hmm. you can't help but wonder. Oh, hold on. My cat's getting into the small world box. No. 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 Oh, God, a little token. I just fucked him up. No, you're not. Nope. There we go. There we go. Cat. (laughs) Sorry. All right. So they have these bullet laser proof force field shields on these things and they block all the bullets and they keep shooting at them and they shoot at them for way too long, like more than the once. And I also couldn't help but wonder, and I, I hate this, how they take forever to bring them out. Like in every, it happens a lot in like space movies, like there's a big fight. And then instead of like, you know, firing the, the Kamehameha cannon, they wait till they're about to lose. And you're like, my God, we're going to lose. Fire the Kamehameha cannon. Like, why do you open up with the Kamehameha cannon? You, like, won this shit in the first eight seconds. Like, in the big shootout, the Ace of Spades doesn't get played until the end. Do you, do you know what I'm referencing here? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why? Why are they... Why Where? Why did these things come in when they could have been clearly more effective at the beginning of the fight? Where, where like, the rich assholes who were causing this to happen, like didn't want to pay for them like they were on standby it was like how much for these these big fucking walkie things us like 50 million credits fuck let's see if the guys on the, if the ground pounders can pull it out <laughs> shit they're losing all right i'll, I'll put it on my mastercard <laughs> send them in there so that was yeah yeah overall we're shitting on it not, not big fans no i mean like i said it's it's something i'll uh you know it, it's star wars i'm gonna watch it you know i'm not gonna not watch it i'm gonna watch it yeah, that's and, you know and it's it's on my friend's Disney Plus account. So, <laughs> uh, so Leo's telling me that Rodriguez is the one that charged uh, and wrote and directed the episodes. But when I look it up, just to double check myself, Favreau is an executive producer, and Favreau wrote all seven episodes of the series and co-wrote the six with the other producer, uh, Filoni, Filoni. So I, I'm just saying Favreau had his hand in it and Favreau had his hand in Mandalorian. Why is there a disparity between the two? And that's what I, that's what I was trying to point out, Leo. If he's involved, why was it, you know, just why, why didn't it have the same, it had the same look, but it just, I, I don't know. Something was just not as good as the Mandalorian. Is it, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain what the, the issue was, but I mean, you're going to watch it. If you like Star Wars, you're going to watch it. If you like Mandalorian, you're going to watch it. Yeah. You're just going to get yeah. some other episodes before you get to the Mando. Part. We're just we're just trying we're just trying to tell you maybe you don't go into it sober. You're not going to miss much. It'll help it out. Uh, you don't have to be like I got I got to have my A brain going here. It's it's fine. It's okay. The final big sh- you know the, the big final fight is cool enough, although it does go a bit long. Um Yeah, it does go long. Like it's almost the entire last episode. It's it's a long. But if I remember Mandalorian second season also ended in a big fight at the end with Grand Moff. Uh, with Moff, um, the one with the dark saber, that guy. 
Yeah. That was a big fight scene at the end of the season as well. I don't remember if it was first or second, but that was a long fight scene as well. So, I mean, maybe that's just what they're doing. Who knows? But yeah. I do want to point out, we are two for two on a green. OMG. Oh, wait, wait, what was the, what was the, what was the first one? Oh, the, was it the show last week? No, no, we agreed earlier tonight. What did we agree on earlier? Did we already forget what we agreed on tonight? I thought it was on the, it was on, the, it was, it was on you not, your original negative points. We just have been shitting on this one show for like a while. No, 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 no. <laughs> there was another thing we agreed on. Oh. Because this is the second thing, and Leo's upset because he has a drinking game. Whenever we agree, he's got a drink. We agreed again. Boom. Leo's having another drink on us. I I disagree that we've agreed that many times. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, he doesn't have to drink now. Okay. Um. <clears throat> do do with that what you will. <laughs> do with that what you will. And then our 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 last show that we watched, and I've. This one is not so fresh in my brain because that's been a little bit since I've watched it. But you watched it recently, right? I believe so. Yeah. I so hope you talk about you Peacemaker. Go ahead and talk about. No, we're talking about Arcane. Oh, Arcane. Okay, I didn't know if it was Arcane. I've watched both of them recently, so I was I was good Arcane. to go. Arcane. Arcane is an excellent show. It is the best show that we've talked about by far. Uh, there's a reason it won all those Annie Awards. Although to be uh -huh. fair, I've never heard of the Annie Awards until Bamps told me about them. <laughs> But uh, some cursory Googling seems to indicate it's a, quote, big fucking deal. So uh, anyway, the, the show is based on characters from the popular video game League of Legends. The game does have a lore and always has. And that lore is paper thin and means nothing in terms of gameplay. Uh, you know, it's got like less lore than, say, Overwatch, which already has a game where you can have a team of like heroes and villains that have no reason to be together shooting people of, of, of a similar ilk. So. I had low expectations, except for all the people who told me to go watch it. And they take these characters, which are paper thin and have limited, like, like a paragraph of lore each. And they take a whole bunch of them, stuff them into a show, and just breathe life into them beyond comprehension. There are like, probably a good 12 characters in this show who are three-dimensional. And that would be good in any show. So that out that right there is it should should be a surprising thing. I can't think of a show with that many interesting characters that's not sort of a big time legendary ish, you know, eyebrow raising type of show. Uh I would say that there's you know, they're they're not all hyper deep, it's not quite that breaking bad level, but there's a lot of very good characters who are not one dimensional, who have motivations and reasons for doing things, and the way they, they act makes sense without being ridiculously predictable even the villains in it like there's and there's multiple like who really is the bad guy is it the traditional antagonist again i don't want to spoil the show is it the systems that have created these people that nobody sat down and actually designed but have led to a a society of deep inequality and resentment and maybe even a lack of representation so that's interesting. You have good people doing bad things for good reasons. You have bad people doing uh, bad things for good reasons, and and vice versa. You have people who are doing good things for maybe even bad reasons. I don't want to do, I don't, I don't get to Donald Rumsfeld here. You know the knowns and the unknowns and whatever. But yeah, yeah. it was it was complicated and interesting without mm -hmm. losing me. It had heart. It didn't mm -hmm. seem to have a shitty attitude or a cynical bone in its body. 
that. No, nothing was, uh, oh, oh, this character? Uh, let's go get this straight out of central casting. Let's go get the professor off the rack. Let's go get the best friend off the rack. None of that happened. Every time that you think you know a character or you think you know how something will go, I felt continuously surprised. I think the average viewer would be too, and that delights me when I can look at a show and not know, oh, well, they go, they die, they fall in love. You know, this guy will do like this and have some scene-chewing bullshit. And, has, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he needs, he's just a liar. He doesn't believe anything but his own power. And Every time I thought that that was wrong. Every single time. So there you go. That's that's my review. It's 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 excellent. Story, plot, the graphics, the visualizations. Yeah. It's just, yeah, everything is, yeah. is A+. Plus. I, ca- I can't really think of a good negative line about the show. Yeah. Uh, mm, uh, so it, it, animation was fantastic. A lot of characters, like you said, there's a lot of characters so that you have to keep track of a lot of stuff. I mean, it's doable. I'm just saying you have to keep track of a lot of things. <clears throat> the, I don't know anything about League of Legends, and you don't have to, to watch the show. It stands on its own completely. It felt like, and this was a good thing, it felt like the world unfolded as you watched it. There was no, like, exposition dumps. And I like that. I don't want just one character just giving me a big info dump on everything up front. Just This just let me learn as I go. So it was kind of, you felt a little, like, I don't really know what's happening. And then you'd get a, a bit more information. All right, now I get that bit. So it slowly unfolded as you watched. And, and that was good to me. I did like that. The Jinx character, fantastic. Like, like you said, there's a lot of, you know, they're they're fully formed characters. They're they're very three D. They have a a lot of emotion, uh, anger, and and you you feel the pain that they're that they're all in. You get it. I mean that that was well done. So yeah, I I think it was a a, a great show. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. You know, really good for an animated show. Now I know other people who enjoy anime that did not like this show. They, to them, it was very meh. And I'm surprised because I was like, I thought it was good. Now, it's not your normal anime, but I still thought it was good. Like, they would appreciate it. And they were like, nah, they didn't really they didn't really care for it. And I was like, I was surprised about that. There was one thing, the Jinx character and the guy that, that I don't know what he is to her. Is he mentor? Is he uncle? Is he, I don't know. He seemed to have, like, more emotional connection to her or fondness for her than just like oh she's like a, a kid to me like my child my adopted child she it seemed like he really like liked her like loved her and I was like that's weird because she was like a little kid and it was it's weird to me that was one that was the other one that was just like that's weird I'm not saying it deterred me from the show it was just I would just kind of like you know wrinkle my forehead like hmm I don't like this and then just move on with the show i didn't feel that way i i, I no. suspected what like, i saw some things that you're talking about and i thought uh is this guy gonna be like a creepazoid but he never see it i actually didn't get that i mean it's, it's not a great relationship for multiple reasons but it did not feel sexual I, on on either part i really don't think that character wanted to say have sex with her or make out with her or be with her romantically or sexually and i didn't feel that she wanted that I feel no, if he had wanted want it, it, he could have manipulated her into that, maybe. Yes. At some point, but it, I didn't feel like I, it did not feel like there was a thing he wanted. There was never a second glance. There was never a a, a questioning. Like it, it didn't even seem to be there. 
and I think that she as a character is someone, and, and maybe she would be, be blind to it from him, but who is, you know, because she's kind of a smoke show and scantily clad. So I, I can't imagine she's, I would imagine she's probably had a boyfriend or two to, or, or you know, like, like around the way, as it were. It wasn't her to him. It was more him to her that made me uncomfortable. But I didn't see it. I didn't get the vibe when she was relating to him. I got the vibe when he was relating to her. Fair enough. I I personally did not see that there, hmm. and and we'll have to just be on on different parts of that map. Yeah. Okay. All right. You but know. it's but overall, like it's fantastic, and I hope they do like another season. Oh I yeah. I haven't heard yet if they are, but I I really hope they do because it it it's the animation is really. I think what sold it's visually, like you said, it's visually beautiful. Everything it is. in it is beautiful. I I appreciated what you said about the no in uh, exposition dumps because I also hate those. They're so cheesy and lazy. Yeah. Like uh, and and they always feel kind of awkward. It's always like, oh look, it's the peacekeepers. You know, the force that oppresses us. I would know that. You know, yeah, like it's yeah. so it's almost like fourth wall breaking, uh-huh. and that's especially difficult to avoid in a world that is as unique as this one. It's mm-hmm. kind of got some steampunk vibes, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Uh, but it's it's a very unique fantasy world that doesn't have any obvious analogies. It's kind of steampunky. There's not a lot of steampunk media out there. But it's not expressly that. There's magic involved. And they never info dump shit. They, they, they just said that they let it unfold. And so you're learning it and you're not confused. And you feel kind of smart, and that's a, that's a very very careful thing to do. Mm-hmm. I appreciated how there's clearly a uh, sort of an LGBT element there a little bit. Yeah. And our main, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like it was. Forced. Look how goddamn progressive yeah. we are. Yeah. It would have like. Yeah. It it would have been if it were a straight relationship. It would have been poor writing, like you see in every shitty ass action movie, mm-hmm. or you know, and and so this and so they didn't do. Like the gay version of that, because we're trying to be. They just did how it should be done, which is subtly and small and slight, and mm-hmm. and so fucking heartfelt and 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 also heartbreaking. Oh, fucking good. Yeah, uh, so yeah, watch this show. Watch this shit. It's worth a Netflix <laughs> subscription, and there there will have to be a second season. I mean, my God, the the ending of it and the fact it won all these awards tells me that you know it's big. Yeah. And, and again, League of Legends. Like, imagine if someone. I, I, I don't know how to think of an analogy. Maybe if someone made a show based on the game Monopoly and it was like really fucking good. And you're like, why? Why would you do this? Why would you take the race car and the thimble and like take the effort required to breathe life and plot and beauty into this? Like you could just write one. You don't need Monopoly of all the IPs that you would like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who saw the character Vi from League of Legends and thought I can write the shit out of that. Like I want to know who that was. <laughs> I mean, it, good on them. Like it, it, it inspired them to do this. And but what was great was they created something that can stand on its own. Own that's not tied to the game. It's just it's inspired by the game. Yes, there's the same characters, but it's not like oh, I have to really understand League of Legends to get this show. You don't, and that's great. Uh, I, I appreciate that because I, I'm not ever gonna delve into League of Legends and whatever's going on over there and that lore or anything. I'm just gonna I just wanna watch a show. Yeah. If if there was ever a game you shouldn't play, it is League of Legends. <laughs> and that's yeah. that is not a knock on you. <laughs> so 
So we both like this one. So there's another agreement. Yay. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us, man. We're doing we're doing great. Lil is, Lil, he's going to die. He's going to die. And <laughs> maybe you should go hiking more often because it makes you more agreeable. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have no fight in me. That's right. <laughs> <I> just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about, uh, I know it's, it's right now, it's like the end of March. I get that. Um, but I'm just super excited because it leaves April. And then in May, bam, Gen Con events open. So. Gen Con events. Holy shit. You got your Gen Con events. I'm getting ready for it. So, yeah, you can't register for events unless you have a badge. So if you're you know listening and you know you're going to Gen Con, just know that in May, those events open and you can't get any tickets for anything unless you have a badge first. Make sure you get your badge, everyone. I know we have a big group coming. Uh, to Gen Con, we're going to get to meet a lot of uh, listeners that are coming down. Leal is going to be uh, attending. First timing. Yeah, so that'll be great. We'll get to to meet him. Uh, Zakar and Jenny are coming. Uh, Soup is coming. Soup's coming. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm doing like the like the 80s. Uh, you know, uh-huh. that's how I'm vamping it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I'm excited that we'll have that episode uh, in uh, May. So that'll be. That'll be a good one. But I don't know what we're going to talk about next. You and I will have to discuss, huh? Indeed. Mm. Indeed. I'm sure whatever it is, we'll agree upon it. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that leave me? If I say, yeah. See, and you said you weren't good at strategy. But thank you, everybody, for listening. And please... Try the shows, uh, book the book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus and Arcane on Netflix, and try uh, Cotton's game Small World. I guess it's an older game, so it should be found easily enough, right? Yeah, two thousand and nine when it yeah. came out. It was uh, made by the same people who made uh, Ticket to Ride, which I think was like a BFD, and I also uh, have played. Okay. Another, another game in that same vein, frankly, like not absurdly difficult, fun to play, easy to introduce, some strategies. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, everybody, and we will see you in a couple weeks. Good night, y'all. <laughs>